Welcome to episode one of On Air, Kickstart Your Career in Radio and Podcasting. I'm Patrick Hawhey, founder and director of the Today FM School of Radio and Podcasting. This is a 10-week course where aspiring media professionals who want to work in radio or podcasting learn the fundamentals of creating great audio content from Ireland's top presenters, producers, editors, marketers and managers. In this podcast series, we meet graduates of the course who went on to work in the radio and podcast industry and find out how they did it. In conversation with Cabrina Conaty, who also completed the course, they tell the story of their journey into the audio industry and share the tips and watchouts and advice that might help others kickstart their careers too. We're kicking off this series with Shane Hannan, who completed the course in 2015 and now works with Off The Ball, Ireland's top digital sports brand. Shane worked in a number of roles before landing his current position as co-presenter of OTB AM. In this episode, he talks about how he worked his way up to his dream job, the steepest learning curves along the way, and he shares the most valuable piece of advice he has received to date. Shane starts by telling us how it all got started. I actually was in final year of my degree, my Bachelor of Arts degree in UCD. I was doing English and History uh, at the time, final year of three. Uh, and, and I figured I, I was kind of writing for the college newspaper at the time, the University Observer, getting plenty of uh, experience with with print media. And I figured just to branch out a little bit and um, I guess cover all bases in media to do a, a radio degree as well. Someone had um, appointed me in the direction or seen maybe an advertisement, I think, somewhere around Dublin for the Today FM School of Radio. I didn't know the first thing about it, to be honest, and um, looked up the website and I was like, well, this is this is exactly what I need, teaching me the, the ins and outs of, uh, of radio from podcasting to, to presenting and uh, recording interviews and that sort of thing. So it, uh, it jumped out to me. And uh, yeah, it, it suited my degree as well. It was an evening course, so I could go to college in the, in, during the day and then head to the, head to the, the degree in the evening in, in the city centre. So it worked out perfectly. And from memory, what was your favourite topic or favourite lecture on the course? I guess, and, and I'm probably going to be biased saying this because uh, I work alongside him now, but but uh, John Duggan from Off The Ball was uh, giving us a, a course on, on working in sports media, presenting sports bulletins and, and general news bulletins as well. Uh, and as a, a sports nut, that one really jumped out to me. I've been listening to John for for years, to be honest, on Premier League Live on Today FM, doing um, not just commentaries, but analysis of matches. So to have John there in front of me in a room full of whatever it was, 15 or 20 or 25 of us on the course uh, that evening um, was something else, you know, uh, just gave a proper insight into the ins and outs of the industry. Um, you know, John is so experienced in broadcasting, brought decades of, of wealth, of knowledge to the course. And uh, that really stood out to me. Like, I guess it was the hands-on stuff as well. Like, it wasn't just a course where you could sit back and relax and listen to the listen to what's being said and take notes, because that's all well and good, but you're not really learning by doing. Um, it, it, it was the, it was being told to go out and record vox pops, record interviews, um, and of course the the as live radio show on the on the final day of the course as well. So it was really really hands on, which really at the end of it all left you in a far better position. And uh, you know I can't remember exactly how many weeks the course was. It was between eight and twelve weeks, but at the end of it all we were left completely, I, I felt anyway, ready for, for a job in the industry. Can you tell me a bit about your journey after finishing? Yeah, so after finishing the course, obviously finished off my, my degree later that year in the summer of 2015, did all the usual stuff. You go off on your, on your J1, um, have a bit of fun, a bit of crack, come home, 
And then, to be honest, started working in part-time jobs. So I did a little bit of writing for the 42, which is the sports section of uh, the journal.ie, um, but also was working part-time jobs at home. Do you know, I was working in a restaurant. I was working in a men's clothing store as well back home in Monaghan Town, um, all just to make the few quid while, the, I guess, the, the job hunt continued. And it was only then that uh, someone I'd actually worked with in the, the University Observer newspaper in UCD had uh, been leaving News Talk um and was saying you know put your put your foot in the door and try and get a i guess uh, on the list of of researchers freelance researchers and uh, that's what i did i got got it got in there in the door as a as an intern for for six to eight weeks and uh, eventually get onto the freelance panel and start research, researching on shows um so did that eventually eight months later got a, got a full-time gig as a researcher with news talk uh, i never really looked back moved moved on to assistant producer and then about a year and a half later is when uh off the ball came Colin, so uh, moved not too far away, same floor, third floor of Marconi House, and uh, delved into the the whole world of sport as a, as a first of all as a researcher, then a producer, and uh, uh, now presenter on on OTBAM. So that's the the very condensed journey, I guess. So that's your story from finishing to where you are now. So where would you hope to be in five years' time? It's an excellent question, Karina. Uh, and to be honest, like people ask me all the time and I'm like Jesus it's a good question because in sports media um I guess there's a multitude of options now we were lucky enough uh well I guess during COVID it, we were posing challenges to ourselves and I was asking myself the question well there's no live sport here what are we going to do and I, it got me kind of panicking in in a way and and anxious and thinking about well if there's no sport and and if sport goes kaput in the morning um because of a, a virus or a pandemic or whatever else uh, what job am I going to get into? Uh, it's probably why I did a diploma in uh, in English and history, the arts degree, because I was thinking secondary school teaching could be a fallback option. Um, but now that I am I'm, I'm fully embedded in the world of sport, I really don't want to leave it. Um, loved working in news and current affairs as well, but sport has always been a been a love of mine. And to be to be honest, in five years' time, the benefit of our morning show on on OTBAM on Off the Ball is that. We're on camera. We're not just a, a podcast and, and uh, audio only initiative. It's it's video as well, which which sets you up nicely for for TV work. If it comes down the line and, and we end up, I end up doing a little bit of TV work. Brilliant. Um, love the idea of commentary as well. We obviously have Premier League rights uh, with off the ball, and it gives us opportunities to kind of do a little bit of commentary and things along those lines and reporting on GEA events as well. So, uh, realistically, five years time, what what are we going to be at? Twenty twenty eight. Um, hopefully still involved in sports media. I think I will be. Um, and as to what shape that takes on, I'd imagine I'd still be with Off the Ball and we'll have gone from strength to strength. Number one sports media uh, uh, brand in Ireland at the moment. So long may that continue. And uh, yeah, if there's a little bit of TV slash football commentary work thrown in there, all the better. Obviously, it's right up your street. And when you know your strengths, it makes things a lot easier, right? 100%. Because I was always, I remember even like when I was younger, I was doing interviews for when I did the interview, in fact, for to get in the door at News Talk and, and get that internship. Um, I, I was big into space. So I'm a massive space and astronomy geek as well. And that was one of my niche things when I was writing for the college newspaper. I was going off and doing interviews over in England with, you know, Apollo astronauts and um, was lucky enough at one stage, even in, in, uh, in college to, to interview Buzz Aldrin. Oh, wow. And like these guys were heroes of mine. And I was, that was probably the first taste of, of interviewing I got. But that was three years before I did the Today FM School of Radio. And that, that kind of pointed something 
in my head that that I hadn't thought of before because I even listen back now to those interviews that I did and they were for print media and I'm you know you're constantly interrupting and making noise and uh uh-huh uh-huh and saying things that you shouldn't be saying for 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 broadcast so it was only when I got to the Today FM School of Radio and I realized you can actually just be quiet and nod your head and uh, it's the same thing as as constantly interrupting you know as you're doing now so (laughs) that's uh so it was little tiny things like that that the uh but it was just such a multitude of tiny things that the Today FM School of Radio taught me that when combined together was absolutely huge um, and massively important to my development as a, as a broadcaster. So uh, yeah, all massively important. Sounds like you had a nice little journey before the School of Radio and podcasting too, which is cool. 100%. So you've worked on OTB and with radio. So with them, do you do podcasting as well? Yeah, like, so generally speaking, we, we, uh, we have the live show in the in the mornings and we, we will kind of chat usually four or five different topics or guests on the, on the show in the morning from, from half seven to half nine. You know, you could be doing a Formula One preview show or talking about a football match the night before or, you know, discussing the weekend's GA or Six Nations as we are at the moment. Uh, and all those are kind of seg- segmented into, into individual podcasts. Um, but then we have, you know, we have times and opportunities to kind of go off on your own bat and, and do podcasts at particular times of the year. Um, I remember during the, the Euro 2020 uh, football tournament, which was actually the following year because of COVID, you know, I, I was presenting a, a podcast on that that was daily for, for three or four weeks during the tournament. Um, big into Formula One as well. So we, we were t- discussing opportunities of, of doing a Formula One podcast and even snooker, things that, you know, sports that aren't really that well covered whatsoever, but have that little niche target audience. Uh, that's definitely something I'm, I'm looking to get into probably in, in the next couple of months around the World Championship. So there are loads of um, podcast opportunities and that's the great thing about off the ball. You go to the the top brass, the higher ups and uh, no idea is a bad idea. So everyone's encouraged to kind of come armed with uh, with ideas. And uh, yeah, certainly podcasting is, it's the purest form of, of, um, of I guess, broadcasting because obviously we have the cameras now and you have to concern yourself with that as well. But uh, podcasting and radio is where it kind of all began for me and where the, where the love first started. I'm just thinking of some of the like some of the the modules I did and how pertinent they are because each week thinking will this will this module be pertinent to me will it actually matter if I get into the world of radio and as it turned out all of the week's um topics um were, were so important like I think one week was was audio editing using audacity or audition or cool edit um and you absolutely need to have that skill when you're getting into radio and that that module really does give you the 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 basics and um you can go off then and kind of practice on your own on your own time as well you get the zoom recorder which which allows you the benefit and the the the, um freedom to go off and record interviews um there's digital and social media strategies and marketing that comes into it as well and then presenting which which of course some people want to get into some people don't want to get into but at least uh, we can tick those boxes as well with the modules yeah, the Zoom recorder that you get on the first day of the course is such an asset to have and then you have it for life. So what would you say, Shane, has been the biggest learning curve for you along the way? It's a great question. And and I think that's that's one of the things that, that struck me working in, in, in media. Like for a lot of people starting off in media, they, they, they think of this glitz and glamour and oh, it's all going to be brilliant red carpet events and going into Premier League stadiums if you head into sport. And, and, and it's not always that way you know sometimes you have you might have early mornings you might have unsociable hours of course in sports sometimes you have to work weekends as well but that that's not to say that any of that is a, is a negative because i think anyone listening to this or anyone considering doing a today fm school of radio will have a a, a love and a grow for for media anyway um and quite happy to to slog it out sometimes and and get to the top their own way um 
But in terms of like specific learnings, it's just that every day is going to be different. There's no common denominator day. There's no right or wrong way to do to do many things in media. Uh, you can bring your own personality to it. Like I remember, you know, thinking at, at the outset, oh, I'm going to have to be quite stoic on air. I'm going to have to, um, I guess, tone down the accent as well and, and, and bring out the D4 and all the issues and all the rest. But it's not that at all. I think I think it's so important to 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 bring your own personality to, to the job. And, and that doesn't necessarily have to be mean on air, whether you're working behind the scenes as a researcher, producer, whether you're on air as a presenter, uh, just be yourself and bring your own personality to it. Don't be afraid to speak up in uh, in meetings will be the other one as well. If you have ideas and you should come armed with with plenty of ideas every day to, to meetings, and, and that's probably just a matter of reading newspapers and articles online and, and listening to podcasts yourself. But just just be just be confident and uh, back yourself, I think, is the, is the main lesson. Amazing. So what advice would you give to somebody who is considering doing the School of Radio and Podcasting? Well, the first the first thing I would say is absolutely do it. <laughs> so, I, I I couldn't recommend it enough. I think I, I don't think there's any course like it out there, um, and I mean that in terms of you know you, you can of course do a journalism degree or a communications degree over whatever it is three or four years, and I did consider doing that. I was glad in the end I, I picked a more generic route, and and yet you can do this course in like you know three months, twelve weeks, have it done. Um, but I would just say, explore every avenue, um, leave no stone unturned. And, and people often talk to me about, you know, when, when you get big interviews for off the ball or whether it was astronauts from beforehand or, uh, you know, doing red carpet events, uh, as a, as a college reporter, uh, the worst anyone can say is no, you know, so, so put yourself out there, ask the question, try and get those, those big interviews, um, whether you're a, a producer, a researcher, or a presenter, you, you want the big names. You want to interview interesting people. Um, but I would say take the leap because I remember even on the course, you know, I, I was probably in the lucky enough um, arena that I was a student, and this was a, an evening course for me. But there were plenty of people in the course who were, you know, not my age, not eighteen or whatever I was at the time. They are, I was twenty one, I'd say, or twenty two at the time, but. They were they were probably in their in their thirties, their forties, their fifties. There were some people even older in our in our course, um, and they were deciding. You know, I've always wanted to get into media and just never been brave enough to do it. So I would say, leap at the opportunity, get out of your comfort zone. If you've always thought about it, definitely give yourself the chance. And at least then you can't turn around and say you didn't give it a go. Um, so if if you're on the fence about getting into media in any way whatsoever, I would say it's 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 definitely worth it because at least then you've tried. Great. And what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten from somebody within the industry that you'd share today? Probably the best piece of advice, um, and this one came courtesy of John Duggan uh, on the course. And I remember him saying, and, and the thing about, about people listening back to themselves, and, and I think this is a very Irish thing. We hate listening back to ourselves and we're, all, we're, we're far too polite sometimes. Um, but John was, John was saying, and John still does this today, you know, he, he might record a bulletin or a piece on air with ourselves on OTBAM. Listen back to yourself. You, there are definitely words and mannerisms and stuff that that you that you do that maybe you can cut out or words you can use instead of of a of an overly used phrase or word that you have. And I'm still not perfect. Do you know, even broadcasters and and people who are in the industry a lot longer than I am, they're not perfect either. And perfection is not something that we're ever going to attain in in this job or any other. So I would encourage people to listen back to themselves. To um, even if you're not on air, to reflect on on ideas you've brought to the table, 
what ideas were were picked up, what ideas for show items were not picked up, and maybe have a think of why that was. Um, you might start to to realize that, that the trends and the common denominators as to what people want to hear on radio or on a particular show, because of course, you know, every show is different. What what's on a the last word of Matt Cooper is not going to be similar to what's on Dermot and Dave or Pamela Joyce. They're all they're all going to be different items. Um, and I guess you learn that over time, but there is definitely a, a self-assessment aspect. And that's probably the, the advice I got from John Duggan was always be, be self-assessing, whether that's listening back to yourself or, or analyzing ideas you've brought to the table in the job. Um, you can always improve. And uh, there's, there's, no, uh, there's no shame in admitting that. And, and, and I'm certainly not a finished article in broadcasting whatsoever. And I never will be. And, and I think that's, the, I think that's the, the way to approach it. And like you say, some of the best pieces of advice you've gotten have been from John Duggan, who is actually teaching on the course. So it's great to know that he'll be able to share those pearls of wisdom for anybody who does decide to do the course. And I just remember other people on the course as well. Uh, and I know that the, the researchers and lecturers have, have probably changed down the years, but but I see the list of, re, of um, lecturers now. You have Gavin Riley, who's, who's, you know, so involved in political media in Ireland in, in Ireland and across um, the radio as well. Pamela Joyce, who's a presenter. You've got producers and people who are in the marketing uh, scene as well. Um, so you literally get every single fabric. Some people want to get into to maybe radio management and, and get, onto, get into the business side of things, which is also covered. Um, but if it is presenting, if it is podcasting, if it's recording and editing audio, if it's growing an audience, um, whatever it might be, you're, you're going to learn it on the course. So I would say... Just look at the just look at the list of people who have who have not just done the course and got into media, but also the people who are actively um, giving giving the lessons week to week on the course. So uh, it speaks for itself, I think. Fabulous! And who knows, Shane? Maybe you'll be teaching on the course one day too. <laughs> maybe, maybe stick me down on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, it's been great. Thanks a million for the chat today. Thanks, Melinda Cabrina. Thanks, Shane. Thanks to Shane Hannan and to Gabrina Connerty there. And thank you for listening. If you would like to find out more about the Today FM School of Radio and Podcasting, you'll find everything you need to know in the show notes for this episode. On the next episode, Cabrina meets Today FM and 98FM presenter Shelley Gray.